You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 152, recorded August 15th, 2022. Topic for this episode is Martian Missives, Part 1. I'm going to be your host for this episode. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. Uh, we got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at Guardians underscore lore at Outlook.com. And you know what? If you feel like it, leave us a five-star review wherever you find the podcast. You could also talk to us in our Discord. That is discord.gg slash lorehub. The invite is also in the episode description. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate it. Thank you so much for your generosity. Finger guns. Yes. Thank you for your generosity, finger guns. Yep. <laughs> uh, you can also find... Stefan, thanks. You can also find our info on thelearnnetwork.com, alongside many impressive lore content creators. I've not deleted us yet, so we're definitely still there. Kind of feel like you're being a little lazy there. <laughs> I've been really busy. Wow. Way to be judgy. <laughs> uh, only to you. So this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle, the checking the postmaster. Yay. We've kind of been slacking on it. We apologize. Now who's been lazy? It's, it's a you. team effort. Like, come on. <laughs> I gave you login stuff. Like You did not. Okay. <laughs> so the login, I kind of forgot it. And then I had to log in today. And then I texted him. I'm like, can you check her email? <laughs> because I didn't know what the login was. And he's like, ugh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm kind of in charge of it. And uh, we have reoccurring people who like give us money every month. Thank you so much for your generosity. Yeah. And those reoccurring do uh, donors are Valaragna and um, <clears throat> Unknown Benefactor. That's the best you can do for a callous voice. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, I know. I know. Shut up. Shut up. Hey, wow. let's hear yours. Unknown Benefactor. Okay, that was actually pretty good. Shut up. <laughs> I know. I'm a professional voice actor. You're welcome. <laughs> and I fill in wherever I'm needed. Granted, most of it is. So. Oh, God. I know. Ooh. Anyway. Professional ooh. <laughs> we're also going to be setting up a Patreon very soon. We are. Um, if you were hopefully going to have uh, different tier levels, we'll have a couple of giveaways um, and we'll have some stuff in Discord, too. So 
if you have any ideas of what you would like to see and something like that, uh, let us know at Twitter. You can send us a DM. You can let us know in Discord what you'd like to see. And that would really, you know, give us an idea of, you know, stuff that you would like out of this, because this is your community and we would like to give back to you. So if you would like to see some sort of merch, we would like to make that. So let us know what you want, because we'd like to make stickers and like we'd like to make little things that you can have. So if you want to see stickers of like little art of lore books and things like we can do that. Just let us know what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. We can do things. You just need to tell us. <laughs> you know. Help us to help you. Stuff and things. Help us help you. Help us help you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we also got a review. Yay! We love reviews. Do you want to read it, Orchid? I would love to. Um, we like all reviews, even if they're bad. Uh, we read one in our last episode, and it was a three-star review. This time, it was a correct number of stars. It was a five-star review. So thank you so much. Um, this is a review from The Secret Code um, titled The Most Lore. <laughs> Nothing else out there has as much lore as this show. There's just so much of it. So many lore. <laughs> Well, thank you, The Secret Code, for the review, the five-star review of The Most Lore. <laughs> I don't know if we have The Most Lore. So many lore. <laughs> After the Lore Network ad, we have The Most Lore. Um, before the Lore Network ad, we have Zero Lore. So I would say that after the Lore Network ad, you are absolutely correct. Before the Lore Network ad, we have zero lore. So I mean, like, it's a bit of a wash, but thank you so much. We really appreciate your five-star review. Um, you too can leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps the algorithm uh, to share the podcast. Um, so we, sh we show up when people search for Destiny podcasts. So um, if you would be so kind as to leave a review, if you have nothing to say, just, you know, say a sentence about your favorite lore book, even if you have like nothing good to say about the podcast, <laughs> just you know, say something, <laughs> even if it's just something <laughs> in the review, please don't just say something. But, you know, if you have to say something, <laughs> thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, like we from do. the bottom of our hearts, thank you. <laughs> That's really nice of you. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Oh, the most lore. <laughs> Lol. So many lore. So many lore. There's just so much of it. <laughs> I don't know where we're hiding it. <laughs> Maybe it's in my shoe. After the Lord Network ad. <laughs> Obviously, after the Lord Network ad. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about that twab? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the twab. Uh, Mercules, friend from uh, Destiny Massive Breakdowns podcast. Yay! He, they did a fantastic weapons twab. Personally, my favorite part is the fact that now the Monarch is overload intrinsic. So you can just pull back that arrow, let it fly, and just watch it tick and and hit that overload 
as long as you can keep hitting it with arrows, you don't have to worry about stunning it anymore. I am so tired of not having a overload bow. Like the fact that La Monarch is now <laughs> overload bow, it means that that's the only bow I'm ever going to use forever. Right. What What's some of your favorite parts, though? Okay, so I have a laundry list of my favorite parts because, you know, I can never pick just one thing. Um, so yeah. here are my favorite parts. So a lot of exotics now have intrinsic perks. That is one of my favorite parts because I like exotic things having intrinsic intrinsic perks like arbalist having an intrinsic perk like really changed like the entire landscape of what i use yeah like arbalist did a lot of the heavy lifting for me of getting through like the entirety of the witch queen campaign and honestly i use it in a lot of master nightfalls and stuff too because it pops like all of those shields it doesn't matter like what the shield is it's gonna pop it so yep. for a lot of things, like I don't have to worry about having like a matching shield so I can try to solo a lot of things like I can do a solo master like Lost Sector. I can do that because I can have Arbalist with me, you know, Pickle, this isn't your time. God, you're as bad as Doki. <laughs> Jeez, Pickle also stands Arbalist. Pickle loves Arbalist. So having a lot of other weapons have these intrinsic perks pickle, I swear to fuck. <laughs> Pickle's just like, it's my turn now. It's my time to shine. Let me sing you the song of my people. Seriously, right? So all these weapons now having all these intrinsic perks is so great and so good for the game. Honestly, all exotic weapons should have an intrinsic perk, but maybe they couldn't push all of them at once and so maybe they're just doing them in flights to see like okay now that these weapons are getting some use now in a couple more seasons we'll do more that's kind of what i'm hoping so i'm assuming that's what's gonna happen that's that's what i'm hoping because we're seeing a good like what four or five exotics in this run yeah i think more than that but um, actually, my favorite thing isn't an exotic, even though I love the fact that a bunch of exotics are getting love now. Um, but my favorite thing is that the glaive melee is going to proc necrotic grips. That's going to be dirty. Is going to be filthy. That is dirty. So um, I wear necrotic grips all the time like that is part of my build because my typical build at least for a lot of last season before i made like a really dirty solar build was osteostriga um avoid glaive and necrotic grips like that was like my thing and i still use osteostriga in a glaive and grips a lot um, because it's just a good build. It's a really good kind of like clearing build. It's really good for PvE. And um, the fact that the Glaive Melee is going to proc it now. <laughs> it's fucking filthy. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so having that arc um, Glaive next season is just is going to proc that now. So now I can use the arc Glaive with um necrotic grips as well and it's not gonna like mess up my build that i already have 
So now I can use Andy's with that arc glaive and Osteostrega. <laughs> I'm already thinking. I'm already thinking. I just want to use Andy's, guys. <laughs> I just want to go back to Andy's so bad. Like the amount of, of actual shooting you're going to have to do is like very Zero. minimal at that point. I'm not going to shoot anything. It's just going to be Andy's necrotic grips. <laughs> like um, stab things with a glaive. That's that's what it's going to be. And maybe like tap things with osteo once in a while. It's pretty much it. My God. I'm, yeah, it's going to be filthy. No one else steal my build. It's just going to be between. It's going to be between us, guys. Because it's, it's a secret. No one else listens to this podcast. It's fine. I'm talking to nobody. <laughs> it, it's going to be a secret between you, me, Rindle, and all of our listeners. All five of us. It's fine. <laughs> all five oh, of us. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. But if you want, like, a deep dive into the weapons for next season, um, Kit interviewed Mercules since he works at Bungie now. He's not actually on the podcast anymore, which is weird. <laughs> but um, they had a great talk about the TWAB, and it was like he never left. It was really weird. I'd go back and listen <laughs> to that episode. It just it dropped after the TWAB did. So uh, go back and listen to that episode. It was really good. And I, like I said, go listen to Between or Beneath Twin Suns, the Star Wars podcast. If you want to listen to Mercury's talk about Star Wars for a couple hours. <laughs> it's also super good. I mean, I'm going to keep plugging that podcast. Man, I love it so much. <laughs> they just started talking about Clone Wars. That movie I, sucks. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I just finished the first season. You haven't seen the Clone Wars movie? The animated one? No. Episode two? No, not the no, no, animated that's, one. That's, that's Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Sorry. I've seen the Clone Wars movie. You haven't seen the anime one? Even I've seen that one. Elemis. <clears throat> How have I seen something Star Wars and you haven't? Well, like, I never had a chance to dive into all the, the extra shows and movies and all that. Oh, my God. Guys, I've ascended. I've ascended. <laughs> I've seen something Star Wars that you haven't. <laughs> I can't believe it. Just like I haven't seen Rebels. <gasps> I'm, I'm rectifying all that. Oh my god! Rebels uh, is so good. I'm, I'm rectifying all that, but... I just want to turn this into a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> anyway... Before we do that, we should probably listen to this Lord Network ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to be about Star Wars. Just kidding. Or am I? The Lord Network. Do you have any burning questions or theories from the story of Destiny the Game? Check out our podcast, Spin Foil Theory, where we examine your burning questions about Destiny's rich history and lore. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher. Also check us out on our website, SpinFoilTheory.com, for articles, memes, and extra content. So that was a that was a good ad. Yeah. yeah. That was a good ad. Yeah, it was. I felt it in my, so my jimmies. <laughs> your jimmies? <laughs> What does that even mean? So, brief intro to the topic. Uh-huh. 
These entries are obtained by progressing through the Witch Queen campaign. Okay. Um, each entry is a letter to a specific character. All right. I'm going to preface this with saying I have not read these before. We're doing this like a real ass book club. <laughs> <laughs> I have read none of these. So you're getting my unfiltered. I have no idea what I'm reading. Answers. This, this first one is going to sh shock you. What? It is? Just, just, just let's go. Oh, okay. Are we? Um, okay, hold on. Am I just reading just the first letter? Just the Osiris yeah. one? Osiris one. Okay, cool. This is Osiris one. Neat. God, I don't know if I want to read it now. Am I going to cry? I don't know if I can read this. Maybe. Okay. You'll be fine. My God. Okay. Osiris one. May this message find you, Guardian. If it does, then you have once again learned just enough to be dangerous, and you are no doubt seeking guidance. I must preface all that I am about to say by asking for your empathy. I have dedicated lifetimes to studying the infinite permutations of reality. I have lived longer than any other Guardian by orders of magnitude, much of it outside what you experience as time. But with the loss of Sagira, the time I have left in a human lifespan is infinitesimal, less than a moat in the vast sands of time. All I have of value, my insights, my discoveries, my reputation, they are all rooted in my past, and I do not have the time left to accomplish more, not on the scale we need to survive. There are few beings in this cosmos who have seen time from the same depths as I have, and fewer still with the intellect to appreciate that perspective. Which is why I have made my deal with the devil. I have willingly submitted to Savathun and allowed her to take my place among the Vanguard. The Vanguard have fought like trapped animals for too long. They hoard secrets. Every fact they learn gets crammed into the barrel of a gun and fired at the heart of our newest target. We are losing this war despite individual Pyrrhic victories. And what pitiful harm Savathun can inflict with our limited resources pales against the value of this opportunity. The Witch Queen sits on a throne of secrets accreted over a billion years. While she huddles in the crumbling ruin of our city, I am left alone in her storied halls to learn all she has seen. Zavala and Ikora are dear friends and noble souls, but they are adventurers. They see immediate problems and crave immediate solutions, and their compassion blinds them to what can be won through sacrifice, particularly from a man who is on the scale of guardian lives, already dead. They would stop me, which is why I entrust only you with this knowledge. Keep my secrets and keep humanity safe with this unexpected ally. Do not let my sacrifice be in vain. Osiris. What the fuck? 
fuck? So how about that bomb there? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? And and so like this letter had to have been posted like in the very short period between Sagira's death and the next time we saw Osiris, which was at the very beginning of um season of the hunt. So like this is talking that like one week between then. I mean he thought about it. He did. Yeah. He did. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we've talked about in the past how he's kind of an asshole and how everyone was like, oh, well, how can you not see that that is actually Savathun? Like, wearing his skin. Like, how could you see that that's not Osiris? And I'm like, because Osiris is an asshole. Like, that could totally just be Osiris. Like, Osiris is that kind of asshole. Right. Like, this proves my point that Osiris is that kind of asshole. (laughs) That he's he's willingly just jumping at this, this chance to make an unlikely ally in order to get a leg up on a future enemy. Yeah. Because at, at this point, like, he doesn't really know about anything from the pyramids, except that they've arrived. I mean, he must know more than everyone else does. Because he's had the time to do the permutations. He had the time, he spent the extra time in the infinite forest. Well, so the Infinite Forest wasn't... I swear to God, he must know more. Well, so so the Infinite Forest wasn't... Like, it's not able to show him everything about, like, the pyramid ships or anything. Unless the Vex have come across them before. Then they have. But he did have the sundial, and that's what he was using the sundial for. I mean, he also went to the beginning of the universe with the fucking got the seed. That is true. That is true. For the tree of silver wings. So, I mean, he had time travel. That That is true. Um, so, I mean. But. Essentially. You break time like, for your fucking husband. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you break time to, like, go investigate the pyramid ships also? So he probably was like, yeah, OK, I'll let you have my body. For the pyramid ships. Well, but like that that's the thing. Cool. He he was using the sundial to try and, and make those calculations to make those, you know, simulations and see what what would become of this. And he was coming up with absolutely nothing. And I'm not meaning like, oh, it didn't work. I mean he saw nothing. You know what? This is another example of him. Doing it and not telling his fucking husband where he went. <laughs> Osiris, I swear to fuck. What is wrong with you? Mm. Osiris, I'm going to punch you in the face. I, mm, I stand this relationship, but you are so bad for him. Oh, my God. He should leave you. 
uh, <laughs> I want you two to be happy, but I swear to God, you're so abusive. You're like, I'm going to give my body away. And then, like, he probably fucked his husband in the... Oh, my God. No. No. He probably told Salvathun what his husband likes. Oh, oh my god there's so many things oh my god <laughs> what fucking what i can't right now <laughs> oh my god there's so many things <gasps> this lore entry broke me what and we're only one entry in <laughs> This might be me reading into things, but I kind of peg Osiris as a power bottom. Oh, you're pegging Osiris now. Tell me more. <laughs> Is this your fan fiction? Did you write this? Is there a fan art? No, it's Brother Vance. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> uh. Kiddos, you need to skip over that part of the podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> I, so, okay. Getting back the, to this entry. The summation of this entry, like, I see why he did it. I do. Right, right. And, like, the scientist in me would probably also do it. <laughs> I 100% would also do it. <laughs> and I, mean, I hate the fact that I would do it. I mean, it, it boils down to the fact that he's he's trying to get a leg up on future enemies. I um, think he, well, he's not because he's not ever going to get out. Well, no. So, like, what he's saying here, the Vanguard have fought like trapped animals for too long. They hoard secrets. Every fact they learn gets crammed into the barrel of a gun and fired at the heart of our newest target. We are losing this war despite individual Pyrrhic victories. And what pitiful harm Savathun can inflict with our limited resources pales against the value of this opportunity. He's looking to use Savathun. And she, under she understands that because, let's be real, it's Savathun. They're using each other. Yeah. And I get that he wants to. She's much more wild than he is. Sparkle fingers. And I, I still can't. I still can't see him now knowing that she's in his skin without sparkle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> still, after all this time, just sparkle fingers. And. I I see I I see him as a weapon like her in him like as a weapon right. because like that is a like no like let's go like kick the enemy in the face like that's that kind of Osiris that she is and right. he's the kind of Osiris that's like thinks for a second and then let's go kick the enemy in the face. Like, he'll pause. And, Same end result. Yeah, but he'll just, do it himself versus her using a bunch of guardian resources. 
Yeah. Because like whenever I think of him too, like I think of the first cutscene we get from Curse of Osiris. Do you remember this? Of he and Sagira coming out of um of one of the gates. A vault of glass simulation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yep. yeah, and the Vex start moving again. Yep. And the, the, you know, they have to run because they're waking up. And they're like in the middle of battle. And then she gets thrown out like onto Mercury. And then he's just like lost without his ghost. Yep. But I mean, like shit's wild around him. Yeah. You're not wrong. Like that kind of proves that he's still he doesn't he doesn't sit behind a book like shit is wild around him. So with Curse of Osiris, we saw how that played out. Yeah. And then Season of Dawn. Mm-hmm. He built the sundial. To save his boyfriend. It, yeah. But he was also looking for a better way of simulating what was going on in the universe. Yeah. But it was mostly to save his boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's just... I read this entry and I see it as this is Osiris explaining why he gave his body to Savathun. And essentially it's so that he could point her in a specific direction and use her. And she, she helped. If you really stop and think about like what Osiris did during the beyond light year, Savathun actually helped us. (sighs) As much as that hurt me to say. Yeah. But I don't know if he would have done this if he still had Sagira. I don't think he would have done any of this because she as sarcastic and crazy as she was like they fit together. Like a key and a lock. Right. Like they were kind of a calming influence on each other. Well, and and it even uh, calls it out. In the, uh, I think it's the third paragraph here. Um, but with the loss of Sagira, the time I have left in a human lifespan is infinitesimal. Mm-hmm. Less than a moat in the vast sands of time. All I have of value, my insights, my discoveries, my reputation, they are all rooted in my past. And I do not have the time left to accomplish more. Not on the scale we need to survive. Right. So, like, I agree with that. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. If Sagira was still alive, none of this would have happened. Yeah. (laughs) God, this one is like a real like brain fuck, isn't it? Well, because like the more you start peeling back, the more it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This one's just like, why did they have to start with this one? I guess because they just like need to break (laughs) you and like emotionally traumatize you. And then the rest of the book just kind of like flows over you. And then like the end will fuck you again. Like fuck you in, fuck you out. And and in the middle is just a blur. And if I remember correctly. It's like church camp. If if I remember correctly, we got this from beating the first mission. Oh. Of the Witch Queen campaign. Oh, like all these entries were obtained by progressing through that campaign. 
Oh, I never read them. I just saw that we got things from the Witch Queen campaign and like promptly <laughs> ignored it. Like stuff that comes up on my screen, I always ignore it. <laughs> so like, like, I'm like, stop flashing on my screen. Go away. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm getting at is the fact that like, we got this early into the Witch Queen campaign. Yeah. So. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this next one is Eris One. It seems that our end has arrived this day. Savathun is here. For too long I have dreaded this inevitability. In a way, I suppose it's a relief. The sword of Damocles dangles over my head no more. I approach you alone, Guardian, because you have proven yourself unswervingly dedicated to victory over the Hive, no matter the cost. Savathun is an enemy unlike any the Guardians have ever weathered, not merely because of her physical power, but also because of her keen intellect and mastery of strategy. She does not make a visible move without first maneuvering all of her assets into place. It was all too easy for you to reveal her presence among the Vanguard. Make no mistake, she discarded the guise of Osiris because it was no longer valuable. Because the reveal was strategically worth more to her. I cannot begin to guess at her true agenda, but I promise you that everything we are doing now is exactly what she wants. There is no one in the last city as soaked in hive secrets as I am, but my knowledge now becomes a liability. Savathun works her power through secrets, and I am almost certainly her unwitting pawn, a sleeper agent ready to activate when the time comes. I need a friend and ally whom I can trust to eliminate me the moment I act suspiciously. Do not hesitate, Guardian. Do not second guess. Do not beg me to seek redemption. I am already fallen and the greatest mercy you can offer is swiftness. You alone I trust with this vital task. Eris Morn. What? Hello? <laughs> Guardian, I've known you for a long time. If I start to act sus, can you kill me? Thanks, Eris. That's what that letter says. Pretty much. I but know like, too much. Please kill me. But, like, she's got some valid points. Does she, though? Does she? I don't she, know if she she's, does. She's very into the hive magics. Yeah, but uh, like, I don't know if she really would be used. I mean, for a second, we thought Eris might be Savathun, but that would be like too obvious. Yeah. And I think Savathun would also find that too obvious. Because <laughs> Savathun doesn't like doing obvious shit. <laughs> she finds that trite and stupid. 
Savathun is anything but a basic bitch. Unless it serves her purpose. Unless she thinks no one's going to like suspect the most basic of bitch things with Osiris. I mean, that was her plan with the Witch Queen campaign. I mean, yeah, it's true. As stupid as it sounds, I mean, I I see where she's coming from, though. Like, I see where Eris is coming from. I mean... You know, I have all these hive secrets in my head. I I know hive magic. I, I can do all this stuff. If you start suspecting that I have turned, don't even hesitate. Just take me out. True. Like, I can see where she's coming from. I don't know. It's just like... I just I find letters like that so distasteful. I mean, it doesn't matter what I feel about them. It's just that like she trusts us, her friend, to do the deed, and she's not asking someone <laughs> else. Like I'm surprised well, she's not asking Ikora or Zavala to do it. She's well, asking and, us to do it. And uh, again, that's because our guardian, you know, the guardian, has taken out mm -hmm. Crota, has taken out Oryx. I don't think that's it. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm getting at the fact that, like, we've worked with her for so long. I So has Ikora and Zavala. Like, I'm saying I think it's because Ikora would say, like, no, we'll find another solution. And Zavala would just find the whole thing ridiculous. I think our guardian really would do it. Yeah. And say, like, no, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I don't want to, but I will. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what it boils down to as well. Yeah. Because I... Like, because you're my friend, I will kill you. Because Ikora would look for that, that other solution, mm -hmm. even if there is none. Yeah, because Ikora, I mean, she's that, like, real, like, hard-boiled, like, crucible, like, I will fucking kill you with a Nova Bomb from three meters away. <laughs> like guardian but at the same time like she's that super emotional attached <laughs> to Cade like it really affected her you know and I think yeah. she doesn't like Eris is probably her other really good friend and like yep. does not would not let that friend go and would do anything to hold on to that friendship well and, and we saw that with the web lore leading up to Shadowkeep right Eris was leaving the tower and Ikora was like, we can do other things. Like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. She was playing at that that emotional mm -hmm. level. And we saw that the people coming to visit Eris at, you know, her little nook in Shadowkeep, it was always just Ikora. We never yeah. saw Zavala there. It was always yeah. Ikora and us. I mean, us because it was a story. Because Zavala's going to be more st strategic about it. I mean, we've seen that he's not. Like, he can be emotional. Right. Which they've written into the story now, but... Like, I I'm not saying that he wouldn't be emotional with, with Eris. I'm saying... He really would be more... If it came down to it. You know, pull pull the trigger or not, he would sit there and think it over. 
because, you know, what is the right play here? Do I end her or do I try and think this out militarily and, and, you know, look for another solution or like what? Whereas we are a blunt instrument. Eris is saying, if you even remotely smell anything bad, just end me. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're that that freaking mallet that's sitting there going, yeah, okay, we'll do. Yeah. I mean, I guess it has to be us. God, that's so upsetting. Because the, the only other person that she's even remotely close to is Drifter. And I don't think he would end somebody that he's actually close to. You know, it reminds me of Morden in Mass Effect 3. Have you played Mass Effect 3 before? No. There is a part. Uh, Morden is a Solarian scientist, and he is this really great character. He's kind of super annoying in Mass Effect 2. I, like, really kind of bonded with him because he speaks very short sentences. He drops a lot of his, like, pronouns, a lot of his, like, linking words and he's <laughs> reminds me of me a little bit i was about to say and yeah i know i know i know but um and he loves musicals <laughs> <laughs> and he'll sing musicals at you um and he reveals to you that his people um his part of his solarian special tasks group created this thing called the genophage and like he had to and which is a thing that like essentially it doesn't sterilize the the krogan it like makes it so it's really really hard for them to have babies oh damn and like it makes it super 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 rare so it's almost like sterilization and it's um it's really tragic and terrible but they were like a warlike species and they were rampaging across the galaxy and they didn't know what to do. And um, so they did what they thought they had to. And it obviously pained him. And he's like, I need to do what's right and I need to cure this. And he finds a cure in Mass Effect 3. And he's and in Mass Effect 2, you like you go and you essentially like you have the option to find all this data and you can save it if you want. So you can use that data in Mass Effect 3 and you can find this cure and you have the ability to like put this cure out in Mass Effect 3 and like put it out over the planet and like kind of save the Krogan. And that's like a big part of the game. And Morden does this and he's like a very dear character, very dear friend to you at this point. And I'm like going to get super emotional because it's really sad. And like the tower is being attacked and it's on fire. And he's like, at this point, he's like, I have to be the one that does this. I have to be the one that deploys this because it had to be me. Someone else might've gotten it wrong. It's the same kind of thing. Like it for the guardian, it's like, it has to be you, because someone else might get it wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not. Had to be me. Someone else might have gotten it wrong. So, I think for Eris, it's the same kind of idea. Has to be the Guardian. Someone else might get it wrong. Yeah. I mean, for Morden, it's just like, 
he leaves and there's like you you watch him like perish in fire as he like deploys this thing and like saves a Krogan and he dies and it's really 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 sad <laughs> and you sit there like crying <laughs> awful oh it's so good you should definitely play mass effect if you've never played it before it's really 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 good spoiler alert by the way morden dies <laughs> if you don't take that way you can kill him and not let the krogan survive and then they don't get the cure that is the other way that you can play that like entire thing jeez that's the asshole way to play it don't do that you're a bad person if you play it like that wow mm-hmm 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 Mass Effect is a good game. <laughs> that was my tangent. It's the one tangent I get. <laughs> but that's the you alone I trust with this final task reminds me of uh, Morden. Had to be me. Someone else may have gotten it wrong. And, and that it's is fair. like the penultimate line in Mass Effect 3. <sighs> and that's fair. And uh, yeah. I, that's a good comparison, actually. Mm hmm. Anyways, want to move on? Yes. Am I reading the next one? I am. Yep. Ikora 1. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. This is Ikora 1. Sender. IKO-006. Decryption key. QF4LYZX16G. Dollar sign IK0-006. Subject. Functional advisement. Show considerable caution, RE, new informant FYN-002. CHA-319 confirms asset traits. Paranoid, disgruntled, eager to please, needs to belong. Disposition makes him an eager source. Also makes him easily manipulated by Salvathun. Until he is established as a bona fide work under assumption that everything he shares the enemy wants us to know if the operation goes sideways exfiltrate fyn-002 for debrief some intel is better than none be prepared scrutinize everything accept nothing at face value sabathine operates via disinformation and counterintelligence we must assume she will penetrate our networks at some point so remain vigilant Personal aside, hidden involvement with this operation will stretch my time thin. I'm sorry. I'll provide oversight for critical missions. Otherwise, I'll need you to operate solo. It may be more than you're prepared for, but we don't have any other choice for now. So, the two code names that are being used, uh, FYN-002, that's Finch. And CHA-319. That's Chalco. Chalco! Yeah. Um, in Season of the Drifter, she was... The, she or he, I, honestly... Yeah. I don't know. They are the one that was reading Dr. Shimizu's latest paper... Yes. From a distance. Mm -hmm. Like using a sniper. Good callback. Um, and if I remember correctly, they were also the one that was referring to 
Varix on Europa. Yes. So like. Right. We've gotten some good stuff from Chalco. Uh-huh. So I'm just picturing Chalco sitting like up on a rock with a sniper rifle, just like watching him from like a very, very far away. But like just because she's a guardian magazine is out of the the sniper. Yeah. Because <laughs> this poor guy is just like cons- everybody thinks that he's conspiracy theorizing and come to find out that like. From the actual report from Chalco, he's actually pretty close to being spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm now reading this with like the idea of having Finch from what we've read before from Lucent Tales. Yeah. Which, if we hadn't read Lucent Tales before, I probably would have read this in like a very different light. Right. So I would have been totally like, oh, yeah, he's totally paranoid, totally disgruntled, like totally like all of these things that Ikora just fucking said. But now I'm like, um, you would, too, if you <laughs> um. had like a crazy hive yelling at you the entire time, like waiting to be rezzed. Like you don't seem to understand from the like, other side of death. <laughs> now that we know all these things like Ikora, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> like, but like, I mean, this if I remember correctly, this entry was given to us like when his character was introduced. Right. Because this is the third entry. Yeah. And his entry was <laughs> his mission was the third mission. If I remember correctly. Yeah. No, his mission was the third mission. Okay. But um, yeah. So like after having with Lucent Tales now having just done that I get the idea of working under the assumption that everything he shares the enemy wants us to know but like I can't take any of this entry seriously now. Well, like I-, I can't take any of it seriously having read Lucent Tales. I think if we had read it the other direction you would have a very different reaction. I would. And and that's one of the things that I try and, and make sure that I, I think about it. Like, yeah, when I read an entry and this is specifically why I'm talking about, like, when we get the entry, because Lucent Tales wasn't even a thing at that point. Right. So this is going in with a mindset of, like, there's this hive ghost who's just relaying information to us. And, you know, you should think about what he's saying to you. Like, he's really sus. Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he is. In the first week we talked about him, I was like, why the fuck am I trusting this guy? Like, right. Right. I mean, we you can go back to whatever episodes we talked so, about like, the missions, like when I'm, we were I'm doing tr- them. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. So, like, that's why I'm I'm trying to to play devil's advocate here, because like. We didn't know his backstory at that point. We didn't know anything about him other than, oh, hey, I have information that will help you guys. And it's coming from a hive ghost. And we're at that point, like we had no idea what the hive ghosts were. So we're just sitting there like, can we really trust him? (laughs) So like I I see where Ikora is coming from because a lot of those thoughts were the same thoughts that I had. As I was going through the campaign. I think for 
the campaign, at least I definitely had that feeling of not of like betrayal or anything like that, but I definitely had that, that very like wariness about me that uh, Ikora has until he is established as bona fide work mm-hmm. under assumption that everything he shares, the enemy wants us to know. Yeah. And I don't know if that like, I'm just like a very like suspect person by nature. Like my dad worked in security like his entire life. Like he worked in a lot of redacted his entire career. And so for me, like that, that was like very much rubbed off on me my entire life. So he's always like in, question everything in, in that line so. of work. Paranoia is your your That's second nature. everything. Yeah. And so I grew up with that kind of paranoia all the time. And so to have that kind of paranoia <laughs> like thrust upon me, like since I was like a small child, like a baby. <laughs> That, like, forms everything from, like, the way I read stuff to the way I, like, watch TV and the way I play video games. Like, I'm, like, paranoid about everything. I'm like, oh, you're sus, you're sus, you're sus, you're sus. Like, (laughs) even if they're not, I'm like, you just, you, you're doing a funny face. Like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be out after 10 o'clock. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) God, it, it's that scene. Like constant head on a swivel. It, <laughs> like, what are that, you doing? It's that scene from MIB uh-huh. where, like, they're at the shooting range. Yeah. And and they they call it and they're like, why did you feel that little Susie had to die? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, she's like, what, 10, year, 10 years old out in the middle of the street with all these things going on. And she's carrying a book of, like, astrophysics. Like, What's a yeah, 10-year-old? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's a 10-year-old doing learning astrophysics at midnight or something? <laughs> like, yeah. Nah. Exactly. <laughs> Little Susie had to die. She had to eat bullets. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like her face. <laughs> but yeah. like. Yep. But like that's. I agreed with them. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what's coming to mind. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here listening to you, and I'm like, why did little Susie have to die? Yep. No, <laughs> I agreed with them. Little Susie had to go. So. <laughs> I'm that same person. Yeah. No. So I agree with Ikora. The Her little personal aside, um, I she would not have included that for everybody. Right. So, like, it's nice that she, like, included, like, a little, a little note. Do you have anything else on this one? I, I just like the fact that, you know, she has enough faith in us. Yeah. Um, I'll provide oversight for critical missions. Otherwise, I need you to operate solo. Yeah. Yeah, but she also says we don't have any other choice for now. So it's like, well, <laughs> even if you're not, pre- even if you're not prepared, fuck it. <laughs> so, <laughs> meh. I don't know. I think it's good. It's good. I, I agree. Anyway. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Absolutely. Okay. And this is Keitel 1. Degenerate fate casts us together once more, Guardian. 
how I have missed the thrill of pitting my cabal against your unyielding tide of light bearers, truce or no. But it is in the spirit of Zavala's newfound truce that I offer you news delivered by my cabal scouts. My forces recently recovered the remains of a human male on Nessus, vivisected almost beyond recognition using hive techniques and tools. Our science identifies the unfortunate as your warden of the infinite forest, Osiris. While I will not divulge the details of our confirmation methodologies, rest assured they are thorough and accurate. This news no doubt will shock you, given that you are also in possession of another Osiris still clinging to life. But it is not him, despite the confirmation of his identity performed by Ikora Ray. Her admiration for her old mentor has already clouded her ability to recognize an imposter once, and it appears to have happened yet again. It is not custom among the Cabal to allow even a respected leader a third chance to fail their people. I don't know what purpose the Witch Queen could have in giving you a comatose husk wearing your dead allies face or what threat he may become a listening device a future mole a living bomb but understand this when Savathun brought Zivu Arath to my doorstep she did so wearing the mask of a trusted advisor what you hold in your tower is no treasure and I have faith in you among your kind to handle this problem as a cabal would. Empress Kaido. Okay, so there's a second Osiris running around? A second Osiris body. I'm confused. How? <laughs> uh, it was vivisected almost beyond recognition using hive techniques and tools. I'm so confused. How? See, that almost makes me think that, like, because Osiris has never been on Nessus. I'm sure he's been to Nessus before. That that can't he can't having he can't have he can't have not been to Nessus at some point, you know? Well, because like most everything about him has been Mercury. I know, but still. And the one time he stormed Rasputin's bunker on Mars. True. So, like, and I'm not saying that it isn't him. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Yeah, that's true. We have everybody acting like the one at the tower is Osiris. We've even got a lore entry about Osiris hearing Saint talk to him. And if that's the case, then who is this other body? Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird. Like, really, really weird. Right. So, like, I, I'm trying to look for any explanation. The only thing I can think of, it, like, I keep coming back to that whole, like, 
vivisected almost beyond recognition using right. hive techniques and tools. Right. Like maybe the hive were trying to grow a human body. Right. And they used Osiris's DNA. Like, I, right. I, yeah, I don't like that at all. It makes me really uncomfortable. Right. I don't like it. This, her whole thing about like, in the spirit of Zavala's newfound truce, murmur, murmur. And I'm like, a newfound truce? Like, your guys shot at us first. <laughs> newfound truce, my ass. Like, I could go through the entire mission and not shoot at a single person. Like, I could literally sneak through Mars. Oh, yeah. Not shoot at anybody. Oh, yeah. Like, I could smoke myself. Like, I'm playing on my hunter right now. I could smoke myself and sneak through the entire fucking mission and not shoot at anybody wearing blue. And then she's like, you fucking shot at us. And I'm like, bitch, like, you shot at me first. I shot at you. Like, get your people under control. And hell, like, every time I play... I try and walk through. They shoot at me first. Yep. I am just doing retaliating shots. Yep. Every single time. But the only thing I can think of. Like, I keep coming back to the whole idea that, like, the hive were trying to grow a second body. They were trying to grow an Osiris body. Because now we... And I, I keep going back to that that lore card about Osiris being in a coma and him seeing green and gold. Right. I'm sitting here thinking Savathun knew that their souls were becoming intertwined. She was trying to yeah. grow that second body yeah. so that she could plant her mind into it. Right. And like that's not saying that that is her plan. I'm I'm just I'm just spitballing theories. I don't know. I mean, we know now having read other lore entries that he knows that Saint is holding his hand. Yeah. Because we read that in um Lucent Tales. Was it Loose and Tails? No. What was it in? No, it was in The Sparrow. Yeah. We just read that. In The Sparrow, we know that he knows that Saint is holding his hand. And then, so... In The Falcon's like, Chase. Right. Thank you. So we know that his, you know, husk of a body laying there <laughs> is functional. I hate that. His husk of a body. So we know that that's functional. So I don't know what his other body is like off to, you know, looking for Siva, maybe. I don't know. What else is on Nessus? Failsafe and Siva. Those are only two things on Nessus. And Vex. And Vex. I mean, so Gates. <laughs> Gate Lord. There's a bunch of Gate Lords on Nessus. <laughs> Gate Lords, Siva, and Failsafe. I mean, yeah. 
So if you're Osiris, like you're going to go looking for Vex. Vex, like get you off. Vex are your favorite, right? You're not wrong. Maybe there's another portal to like the infinite forest that we don't know about. On Nessus. Well, but like. That. That is to say that he doesn't have use of his other body and we just haven't read that lore entry yet because it doesn't exist yet. Or. Because. Reasons. Or. Or. If that's one of his reflections. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Like, we always thought his his reflections were like Vex simulation shit. Or. or No, we didn't. Did light. We? Did you? <laughs> I didn't. Like, oh, I. Wait. I thought it was a mix of like Vex simulation technology and light. Oh, I never thought it was Vex tech. I always just thought it was just like him, but he doesn't have light anymore. Right. And that's what I'm thinking is once once he lost the connection to light. <gasps> but he doesn't have he he has the connection again because he has it through Savathun. What up? <laughs> He has the connection again. Let's go. Uh, yeah, he 100% this, has that connection again. This let's entry go. just hurts my head. Guys, let's go. He could totally do it again. Let's go. <laughs> but like that assumes that Imaru wants to give. Who gives a shit what Imaru wants? Imaru's a piece of shit. <laughs> Imaru reminds me of like some sort of like football captain. Okay, you know that, like, my parents used to watch Coach when I was, like, really, really little. Oh, man. It reminds me of one of those, like, angry old guys in Coach. I remember that show. Do you? I, like, I barely remember it. I was really young. Like, it just reminds me of, like, one of the angry, like, bald guys in (laughs) Coach that like to yell a lot. I think it just reminds me of, like, an angry white guy that doesn't have any hair that likes to yell. And that's what Amaru reminds me of. Oof. Like a shouty football coach. <laughs> That's just a Mario. Ow. Like give a ghost shell like one of those like football <laughs> like coach like shouty like microphone things and a little clipboard and that's like a Mario. Jeez. <laughs> Well, all the other ghosts are like football players because he's like organizing them and like telling them what to do because he's like, I'm Amaru. Look at me go. I'm organizing things. I'm Amaru. You neon nerds. Fuck you. I'm an old guy. I'm so cool. Also, fuck you. That's why. (laughs) I'm Amaru. That was a spot-on um, invitation, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> if you say so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, shout-outs? Uh, oh, yeah, shout-outs. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to shout-out... Um, a shout out to my friend Irish. 
who just texted me just now who asked if I was still playing Final Fantasy 14 and she said yes but that I won't play with her anymore and she's sad now <laughs> because I haven't <laughs> played with her for like a week or two weeks or something <laughs> and she's very depressed it's because she's been very busy she just had her two year stream anniversary. damn and I'm very proud of her and so everyone should go follow her on Twitch at Bad Irish Luck. Um, I'm she's fantastic, and she streams like several times a week. And she's super fun to watch. She's a VTuber. She does a lot of like variety streams, and she does Destiny sometimes. But she does like a lot of, of fun streams. Congrats on two um, years! Like that's yeah, that's of, like big. steady growth and stuff. Yeah. Like, she's been doing a really good job. She's been, like, really hitting it pretty hard. And I'm really proud of her. So, shout out to my friend Irish. Also, I'm totally going to go play Final Fantasy XIV with her after this. <laughs> so, what about you? Shout out to my buddy John. Oh, hi, John. Um, He's been going through the MCU and, like, watching oh the movies gosh. that he's missed. Because he's seen certain ones sporadically, but he's going through and watching the ones that he's missed. And it is such a delight to get messages from him like, Guardians 2 wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it was actually kind of fun. I like that movie. Or Captain America, the Winter Soldier. At the very end, like... He he recorded when Cap, you know, like all bloodied and bruised when he falls into the Potomac. And I just hear him making a comment of, oh, that's infected now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, because Potomac River. Yeah. Yeah, that's infected. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's just. It's been a delight watching him go through the MCU because it's I'm specifically starting to, to think about like doing watch throughs from certain character perspectives. But like he's just doing it to catch up on what he's missed. That's so great. And it's refreshing. It's awesome when you can watch a friend go through something that you've obviously enjoyed and watched all the way through and you can be like, yes, they're going to do something that I like. And then you can like, and then they enjoy it and you can be like, yes, awesome. I love this. And it's like <laughs> you're enjoying it again because you're like seeing it through their eyes. Right. And it's like you're enjoying it the first time. It's like when someone plays Halo for the first time and you're like watching them play Halo for the first time. Is he going to play Halo for the first time? He's played Halo before. Oh, okay. He's going to be like, oh, you're watch him <laughs> play Halo for the first time too? I mean, like, <laughs> two birds with one stone. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, no, he's he's played Halo before. And uh, <laughs> nothing will ever beat watching you play it for the first time. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, but no, that actually reminds me. Now I need to message him saying, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh my God. It, it was, it was one of the lines from Guardians 
volume two. <laughs> I see. Okay. Anyway. Do special thanks? Yeah, this is the part of the episode we like to give special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zivas. Uh, the artwork for this episode is courtesy of at Volshock B on Twitter. Music in this episode is copyright Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. And final reminders. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey it's orchid, or at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a five-star review if you like. Uh, you can join our Discord. That's discord.gg slash lorehub. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate everything. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Orchid. Say goodnight. Good night. Take care. Otters. I have willingly submitted to Sabathun and allowed her to take my place among the vain. What? I need to reread that. What? Told you. Fucking what? Okay. I have. I can't read this. I have willingly. I keep. I have willingly. What have you done? What have you done? Cyrus, you fucking traitor! It makes me so mad. Bullshit. And like, I need to finish reading this. Yep. But this yep. is bullshit. Okay. I'm a professional. I don't know what purpose the witch queen could have in giving you a comatose husk, wearing your dad. Did I really just say dad? Yeah, you did. Fuck. I heard dad. Are you thinking about idea of daddy issues? A comatose husk wearing your dad. <laughs> comatose husk wearing your dad. I can't even. Why is he wearing your dad? Whose dad is it? <laughs>